one of us, one of us, one of us. Great showing, you guys suck and you cheated. Oh, we're recording? I didn't know we were recording. It is the biggest transfer or free agent signing in the history of the United States in any sport. What is up, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Ride the Pine, presented by the Benchwarmers Podcast Network. I'm Sean Sproat. Joining me, of course, Kenny Hudden, Adam Freeman. Cameron May was here, but he had technical difficulties and had to drop off, so he might be joining us later in the episode. I don't know. Uh, quick update before we really kind of dive anything into anything and go to Around the Horn. Uh, if you're listening on uh, your preferred podcast network on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, whatever, uh, we are now on YouTube. So please uh, like, subscribe, uh, hit the bell, um, definitely give it a watch, and um, tell your friends. Okay, let's uh, go ahead and dive into it, guys. Uh, let's go Around the Horn. Uh, Adam, what you got for us first? So as everybody in the sports world knows, that this time of year sucks and there's nothing interesting to talk about. So we got the MLB All-Star Game going on. Um, as we sit right now, the NL just took a 3-2 lead in the top of the eighth, which would be their first win in probably 10 years. Uh, 2012 looks like it was their first win. They won in 12, 11, 10, and then they had not won since 2002. So maybe we get on the right side of a win. Uh, but usually the AL dominates these things. I don't which, know where I heard was, that from before. That's odd. Hmm. Yeah, it's almost like we just said that a minute ago. Uh, it's anyways. almost like this is our second attempt at recording. <laughs> <laughs> is that um, so? Do you think? Uh, do you think that's because of the DH? And now that the DH is universal, we might actually see competitive, well, quote unquote, competitive yeah. games, or the NL actually competing like they are tonight. I no? think that the bottom no. end, the bottom end of the AL is better than the bottom end of the NL, like drastically better. Uh, the Reds, the Pirates, and I know the Reds are in first place. Notoriously, the Reds, the Pirates—that's just muscle memory to say the Reds at the bottom. I know, <laughs> but like those those teams are way worse than most AL teams. So I think that's what ends up doing is the talent does generally go to the AL. There's a chance that with the DH it could happen, um, but the one thing that I kind of want to hit on. Um, or get hit on the face on, depending on if, how you watch the Home Run Derby, is the All-Star Game festivities. Uh, NHL, in my opinion, has one of the best All-Star Games, at least All-Star festivities, with the skills competition, with the three-on-three All-Star Game, um, how they kind of incorporate all the divisions and they kind of all play against each other. Uh, the Pro Bowl is hot garbage. Uh, except, I'll, we'll say this, ESPN is starting to bring back the skills competition, which was fantastic. Um the MLB All-Star Game, to me, in my opinion, is absolute trash. I hate watching the All-Star Game, even though I like to just see the players, things like that. But the Home Run Derby is really where it's at. It doesn't beat the skills competition, but what are your guys' thoughts on the Home Run Derby? Number one, baby. Number one across the board of any sport. Um, and, and our failed recording, I mentioned that uh, the MLS stuff is a little extra, uh, or is a little mm -hmm. close to being number one, probably number two, just for goalie wars. But... Home Run Derby is is by far the best. I can tell you what the worst is, is anything of, with the Pro Bowl with NFL. <laughs> with the NFL is by far the worst. Uh, I think they're doing uh, flag football now, by the way. Yeah. Which, it's terrible. 
Yeah, but last year they had uh, the throwing skills competition. The, their presentation is horrible because of who they're trying to market towards. They're really trying to drive the younger generation, the the hip, cool thing and how they produce all of it instead of just showing the guys do their skill. Right. Um, I will say the MLB had a very interesting uh, presentation last night. If you watch on ESPN, you got the regular broadcast, which was hot garbage because they were going so fast they barely showed a ball leaving the park. But on ESPN2, it was StatCast. So they had one angle from behind home plate, and then they had the picture of the stadium on the other side to show the trajectories. That was awesome. As a stat nerd, numbers guy, that was one of the cooler things I've seen um, that they actually switched to. And they, that should be their number one broadcast. Yeah, that's cool. But the NFL skills competition wasn't bad. I mean, they, they did a throwing competition. They did kicking. like um, They even did a relay race. So that wasn't terrible. But I think the home run derby is – it's. It's one of those things that'll always be there, and I got to go when it was in St. Louis, which was pretty cool to see it happen live. Um, but home run derby is where it's at. I I can't remember the last time I actually even watched any anything to do with the Pro Bowl. But uh, Kenny, any any thoughts that you have? Anybody uh, nearby that has any thoughts that, you, that wants to chime in? <laughs> Talking about what I'm setting my camera on, yeah. Um, no, I think I think most of the All Star games are are boring. I mean, the NBA and the NFL don't even try. Um, the skills competition in the NHL is the only thing that intrigues me. I don't even really watch the tournament, the, whatever you want to call that, the tournament. Right. Um, and I, this is the first time I've turned on the All-Star game. Like, I literally have it up, and I can watch it right now, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really interest me. The Home Run Derby is cool, but... You know, for me, it's not appointment TV, right? Like, I don't even think we turned it on yesterday. Now, we were pretty busy, but usually there's, you know, a city game on or a blues game I want to watch. I make the effort to turn it on, and it just, no. But I am intrigued. What is goalie goalie wars? So goalie wars is the thing that the MLS used to do that they're kind of slowly bringing back. They had it last year, but they didn't televise it. They only put it up like afterwards on on YouTube, basically. And I think I don't know if they're going to televise it this year or not. But basically, what it is is you have the you you scoot the goals in to like eighteen yards apart from each other. One goalie mans each goal, and they throw or kick the ball and try and score on each other. And it just goes back and forth for like a minute and a half to two minutes. Whoever has the most points moves on to the next round. It's awesome. It, it it sounds like so simplistic in theory, but it is really great. I will say this: the if MLB needs to go back to the original home run derby. You get ten outs, and that's it. If it's not a home run, it's an out. I like how they have it. I I like the amount of home runs that are hit, but the old school let's go back to the basics of the home run derby would be so much better, at least for a couple rounds, if anything. Um, these guys last night. I mean, you had go ahead, Kenny. I want to see then. I want to see the original home run derby, like oh, Mickey yeah. Mantle against like I forget who it was. I watched on ESPN Classic. Oh, those uh, were fantastic! And, and they did like yeah. three outs, and they play yeah. a whole nine inning game. Yeah, Let's do those, that. Th- those were so cool to see. Whether or not it was the real version of it or not, I still question. I don't know. Just my skepticism uh, lies behind that. But like last night, Julio Rodriguez hit forty-one home runs in the first round. Because he had to hit, beat the super strong guy Pete Alonso, yeah. Uh, that you know he he works out. He's a big guy. Um, but you made that joke last week. 
I'm going to make it all the time because he's a <laughs> say it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's just not as fun because the guys get gassed. I mean, the final round was somewhat exciting. Um, you had Mookie Betts that everybody knew that he was not going to put up a number. Like, let's go back to the original. I think you'd get a lot more attention that way um, and a lot more competition with it as well. So th- this wasn't on our rundown or anything, but then if if the home run derby is the 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 best, what's the worst? I kind of mentioned that anything with the Pro Bowl sucks, but if you had to say like what's the worst, either All Star game or All Star event, what is it? They did one last year for the NHL. Uh, I think they did a version of it this year. Um, where these guys, it was two years ago in Vegas, and they had to, like, get the higher card. These guys are so good, they hit these targets, like, just bing, bang, bong, and it was just like, this is stupid. This is so stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wasn't it the one that was here that they had the Kachuk shooting from the stands, and he was still able to hit the target, I mean, from 100 yards away, basically? Well, that, like, was, that was cool, they were like standing where I am from the wall in my living room, you know, yeah. like, Oh, you got to hit a King of, you got to hit the King of spades. And this guy just kind of looks at, I mean, they, they clearly were not having fun. And it was just like, it, it didn't view well on TV. Yeah. Adam. I hate to say the NBA because I am a sucker for the slam dunk competition. I mean, it's got to be the Pro Bowl. Until they figure out something with presentation and actually do a legit skills competition instead of making it, like, just really just a game and try to have as much fun with it as possible, it's not going to be It's not gonna be any good. And, and really, truly, the Pro Bowl in general is horrible. Um, so I would have to go with the NFL's version of it. Yeah, I think so, too. It's, it's definitely by far the worst. I was kind of hoping one of you guys would say uh, the NBA and, like, the slam dunk contest because – it used to be incredible. I mean, and maybe that's just nostalgia, uh, kind of warping my perception of it. But I feel like in the 90s, like late 90s, it was amazing. And now it's like it all went downhill once Dwight Howard won by putting a Superman cape on and just dunked like normal. It's because nobody big does it anymore. Like it's not a big, big name event. A lot of the smaller guys or rookies are doing it. Um, I mean, LeBron, I don't think has been in one slam dunk competition. If he was, it was his first year. Um, the three-point contest, I mean, I guess you get occasionally with, like, Steph Curry in it. Um, the the uh, relay race is kind of cool, but the slam dunk competition has gone way down. If we were just going by, like, straight tack or straight game, I would say the slam dunk competition is one of the worst because that is truly just a yeah. sideshow. Um, but I think overall it's the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's go ahead and uh, move on then. We're still uh, going around the horn, but uh, Adam, you had a note about uh, you wanted to talk some Cardinal baseball. Yeah, really, it's our one local thing this week. Uh, All-star break, obviously. Cardinals are, I believe, 11 and a half games back, uh, 12 games below 500, something right around there. Um, came out, I guess, the, over the summer, and Kenny, correct me if I'm wrong, we were talking about this earlier today, uh, the Bill DeWitt said that he didn't want to sign Luis Robert uh, because he didn't want to clog up the MLB pipeline. He didn't want to take a roster spot. How much bullshit is that? Um, it's all the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, so, I, I believe I, I said as we were standing in the parking lot because we were talking about the Senate confirmation or uh, not the confirmation, the uh, the hearing with the the PGA PIF. and the PIF. But I'm um, not talking golf because Kenny doesn't hold, like talking hold, golf. Hold on, I, I'm I'm getting the <laughs> statement out, so shut up. <laughs> I'm sick of you guys doing that. Um, that I said, uh, you know, they don't want the Saudis like buying actual sports franchises, and that's when I said, wait a minute. I want the Saudis to buy the Cardinals because maybe they would actually spend a little bit more money then. But, like, just the audacity of the Cardinals' front office to say some of the things they've said recently. Um, a clip went around on Twitter of Mosellock talking about uh, – how did he word it? He goes, like – you know, work, working for this organization is a blessing and a curse and blah, 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 blah. Uh, first of all, go fuck yourself. Secondly, um, you haven't won a playoff series in a decade. Yep. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Your excuses are tiresome. You walk around this town like a pompous asshole, and I've seen it. I've seen him out in public. He's the biggest douchebag on the planet. He thinks he knows more than anybody else. And I'm, I'm tired of it. You, you are not creating a winner. You are creating a loser. And, and, and honestly, Cardinal fans need to stop going to the games. Point blank. We, you know, you, we, we've had this discussion about can you go to a Cardinal game for under 100 bucks? And you, Adam sent out the – they're doing a promo right now. $4.44 or whatever it is. Yeah. Don't even buy them. Don't buy them. Don't go. Because we do nothing. We get nothing bitching on Twitter, threads, Facebook, calling into ESPN 101. If we still go, it's ridiculous. But does it matter? I mean, that's like, I get your point that we haven't won a playoff game in a decade. But what about the Diamondbacks? I mean, what about the other franchises? I mean, what about like they're not the St. Louis Cardinals? They don't no, have the most. I agree. World, they don't but, have the most pennants in the NL. What about a Patriots they, fan? Let's well, go to a different sport. What about Patriots? Patriot is somebody that was born in let's say 1990, and they grow up watching sports. The Patriots win their first Super Bowl in 2000, yeah, 2000, and they win six, right? And now they're not winning? Like, is it the same thing? Should they be complaining that their franchise should always be winning a playoff game? Should no, always be winning a Super Bowl? It, it's not. It, it's not the same because of longevity. Because the last time the Cardinals had this worst of a record, it was, it was 1918. It's which been is, over 100 years a since they've been this bad. And so there is an expectation through multiple generations of of winning and competing and the fact that they are not winning and they're not competing and they're so nonchalant about it. That's the I think problem. that's, that is the issue that I have is their attitude behind it. And I, right. It'll be interesting because I think it's coming out after the all-star game um, or whatever. Locally, they're putting out an interview with Fox two and, uh, and Mo. It'll be really interesting to see what he says in that um, tomorrow. Cause I'm not listening to it today. And just hearing the responses because it would be nice to hear ownership. Like, I don't care about the Rosarena trade. I don't care about the Garcia trade. I don't care about Gallon. I'm naming All-Stars because that's probably the most common one. But, mm -hmm. like, at least own up to the signing. Sign Like, Mats. Uh, uh, what the hell was the other? Mike Leake. 
uh, Dexter Fowler. I would even start putting Contreras into this. Like the trades are one thing hmm. because trades are still getting assets back. I will still stand by that a Rosarena trade at the time was probably the right trade. You can never pan out two years down the road that it turns out better. But a signing like Dexter Fowler that you have to go out and sign, which I think Dexter Fowler is a weird one because of Oscar Tavares. And Kenny, you can shake your head all you want. But I'm yeah, Kenny's, lose his, right Kenny's losing his damn mind. That is that the right kid, trade. That kid sucks. The kid's 22. I don't. A care. pitcher doesn't get hot until he's 27. Don't I, tell I don't me care. he sucks. You guys talked about like that he was the greatest left-handed pitcher yeah. ever. He sucks. He can't do it. Not, he's no, 22. Let, here, let, let me rephrase this. <laughs> he can't do it because his Currently. expectations have been set too high. Because this team talked about he he is the greatest pitcher. Ever. No, he's a number he can't three do it because the right franchise now. mishandled him and every other pitcher. Zach Thompson, another Dude, fantastic who, ex- example. You, you literally traded MLB talent for a prospect, and don't tell me they can't Who's, handle it. But if you can't handle di- it, don't make same. that trade. No, it, it, he's 22. He's not 26. You're not so trading maybe, for Jack Flaherty. Maybe he shouldn't be playing right now at the top level. Maybe he shouldn't Correct. be playing. Maybe he shouldn't so, see anything past AAA until he's 25. They, if you look at Zach Thompson as a great example, Zach Thompson is the exact same person as Libertor, probably not quite as, quite as high as a prospect, but pretty damn close. And you have a guy that comes up that they want to make him a starter. Cool, let's make him a starter. He comes and he starts a couple games. Okay, guess what? We're going to put you in the bullpen because that's where we need you. Put you in the bullpen for a couple games. Great. This isn't going well. We're not getting you innings. We're going to send you back down to the minors, and you're going to be a bullpen picture. But guess what? Now we need you to be a starter, so we're going to stretch you out. Oh, just kidding. We're going to put you in the bullpen again. And then, mm-hmm. hey, guess what? When we come back up, we're going to make you a starter. No. The problem isn't isn't the prospects. The problem isn't the them developing because you can't. a pitcher does not develop as fast as a, 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 a fielding prospect or a hitting prospect. It's just that's proven. Because it takes a lot longer to be able, one, to throw a ball past a guy. Um, but you you cannot have these kids that come up and they, they change their roles every time. That is the problem that they're having. That That is why Randy Flores did not draft a pitcher at 21 and they draft a kid that can fucking rake. Like, the kid can hit 500-foot moonshots right now. And that's, that is fine because that's currency. A prospect that is 18, 19, 20 years old is going to be currency for you for the next five years. Right. A Rosarena, you just, nobody knew. You just, you just negated everything you just said because the fact is you talked about prospects or currency and you trade it for one. You had MLB yeah. talent. MLB a, talent. A Rosarena? Rosa he was your number 10 prospect. And you went out and got a number two prospect. Listen, hindsight is is everything in this situation. Like, yeah, yeah, obviously we're looking at and we're seeing multiple all-stars that were in our system that are no longer in a system that we traded away for guys who are currently contributing to the worst Cardinal season in 103 yeah. years. I, com- I 100%, I completely get that. It, it's all hindsight, though. It really is. We, we, can, we can bark all day, but because it's hindsight, Mo should not have a job anymore. We now know the outcome of those moves. We now know how bad oh, yeah. it panned out. He should not have a job anymore. And that's that's the it, bottom line, really. It should be Randy Flores. Randy Flores next year should be our GM. I don't care about Gersh. I don't care about Mo. It needs to be Randy Flores. If you let that man walk out of this franchise, this year will happen for the next five years. Guarantee it. I'm not prepared for that. I don't think I can take that. And I, I, can def- I definitely know Kenny can't take that because – 
I can, I can see the frustration. <laughs> this is what I will say, and I will make this my final point, because I'm done talking about the fucking St. Louis Cardinals, is that they should be shaking in their boots that City is doing so well. They yep. should also be very, very nervous that the NHL is talking about moving their season back, basically playing the Stanley Cup in August to compete with the MLB. Yeah, right. I agree. I, I agree with that 100%. I mean, it's definitely something they should think about, but it's I don't know how much that that hurts, hurts the Cardinals. I really don't. I, their, their market is too too widespread for it to make a massive it'll make an impact don't get me wrong but i think it's too widespread to make a massive impact this franchise to other teams the royals or i mean hell even the braves that have a pretty decent widespread if you had that competition in atlanta i I would agree with it but not i don't think that hurts the cardinals as much unfortunately all right let's go ahead and uh move on we have our next topic is the footy free for all Uh, we're going to kind of just give a quick breakdown of the men's national team um, and their current uh, form in the Gold Cup. I don't know if you guys noticed, they just played uh, the <laughs> in our notes, Adam put, uh, the U.S. men's national team sneaks past U.S.'s hat. So America's hat, uh, they won on PKs. I believe it was 2-2 going into PKs. Matt Turner stood on his head, man. He made two saves right off the bat, and the United States wins to go to the semifinals against Panama. Um, there's not much really to write home about this game. There really isn't. Um, I felt like the U.S. didn't actually look that good. I thought Canada was a better team for majority of the game, actually. And, uh, I don't know if you guys saw that little halftime, uh, scruffle between the two teams in the tunnel. I, that felt to me like Canada not, basically saying they're not going to be pushed around. They're not going to be bullied. USA gets the win in the end. Are they the better better team in CONCACAF? Yes. Will they probably win this tournament? Yeah, probably. Mexico will will have something to say about it. But this is USA's C team, right? Did that win impress you guys? Did it? um, Are you? Did it make you nervous for the future? Like, what were your overall thoughts? Overall thoughts about that Canada game? I feel like that we didn't take the game seriously. I mean, I, I almost felt like when the starting lineup came out and you look at it, you're like, huh, all right, cool. So now is it, it's not only our C team, but it's our backup C team that played this game. Um, I mean, they did put, obviously you had Ferreira that was in, um, you had Robinson on the back end in. I mean, that, right. there were some guys that were the, you know, the leaders of the C squad, let's put it. Um, but I mean, they should, these games you have to win. I, I don't. I think them losing is a massive, is a bigger statement than anything. If you're expected to win, they should win this game just because of the the overall talent difference that they still have. Um, but I was a little concerned that they didn't take it seriously. I don't think that happens again. I think their best lineup starts every week or every game from now on, or for the next two as long as they make it through. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the coolest thing was Turner's save uh, to start PKs. Uh, what that dude scored on the exact same shot, what, 10 minutes before that uh, right. in extra time to tie it up uh, with, or no, to take the lead, um, which was inc- very questionable, but it was the right call. Crazy um, last 10 but, minutes of that game. Yeah. yeah. But then just seeing Turner make that save 
just stand there. I mean, he literally put his ass on the line and just stood there and made that save. It was one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time. Uh, I, I missed most of the second half, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, first half didn't make me feel great. You know, no. um, this watching this tournament hasn't made me feel great, but I also understand that, like, you're not going to have – you're not always going to run out the plus six and the McKinney's and, you know, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, you know, with the transfer window, they're not going to really let them play. Right. Um, it's good to see Jesus Ferreira, you know, doing Jesus Ferreira things. Um, I, I really like that kid, Buzio. Um, am I saying his name right? Uh, uh, Buzio. Buzio. Um, yeah, I mean, not much to write home about. Um, about I thought it was. I, I thought it was the the, the funny with the the standoff in PKs. Like, dear God, are we really doing this, guys? Just both yeah. of you back up right now. Like the umpire That's... in me, the umpire in me was ready to yell. All right, on three, one, <laughs> two, three, all of you. You mentioned Vasquez um, briefly, Adam. You're on mute. You mentioned Vasquez briefly. And uh, he's kind of not been very good for Cincinnati. He hasn't really hit his form or, or really hit a stride lately, but he's shown up for the national team. I thought I thought overall he was one of the better players on the field, and he didn't really touch the ball that much. And when he did, he put it in the back of the net with authority. Right. <laughs> that was that was a probably that was one of my favorite goals I've seen in a long time. Like the ball was placed perfectly. That off the head and just straight to the back of the net. Like, it was a rocket off his head. Um, that was probably one of the cooler goals I've seen in a long time, that, at least of that style. Yeah, and then a quick note, because you mentioned uh, Jesus Ferreira. I saw a stat the other day that's like, in the last two years, he scored for, for club and country something like 40 to 45 goals, and he not a single one of those has been a PK for his club. FC Dallas has not been awarded a PK in two years. That wow. is a crazy stat. That's that's insane. In that time period, uh, LAFC and Philadelphia have something like 16 each. Nuts. Shocker, LF <laughs> LAFC has, uh, <laughs> right. has a bunch of PKs. So, right, Sean, I right. want to ask you this because you're the, uh, the Dallas local. How much money has Ferrer made himself in uh, Dallas? So Matt uh, from Put Me In Coach, him and I, and uh, we're, we were talking about this the other day, and I said that he'd probably get sold for around $12 million with like a ton of add-ons, like a huge sell-on clause. Uh, Matt thinks it's a little higher. He thinks 15 is the floor. And based Shocked. on yeah, right, based on recent performances, I, I think I might agree with him. I mean, I mean, think of that stat that I just read off. He, all he does is score from open play, and he's doing it consistently for the past two years. If you're a team in Europe, say in Belgium, in Germany, even like a mid-tier English team, you're dying for that production. Like, you need that. that that's lifeblood. It's so hard to find a striker who can score consistently, and he's doing that. Can he, can he do it at a higher level? I don't know, man. We, we so, don't know until it happens, but... So let me ask this question because I sent out uh, that Manuel is a Veth. Uh, I don't even know how to say his name. Manuel um, Veth, yeah. The the German reporter basically rep reports on the Bundesliga and Bundesliga mm -hmm. two, and um, 
he said, I guess people are interested in AZL's Jackson, AZ. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Like, what is the interest in Ferreira, like, or Jesus Ferreira? Because we, I'm not seeing anything. So there, there was some last year. Leeds were actually in on him before Bielsa got fired. They, they were trying to bring Ferreira in, but it, the fee wasn't what FC Dallas wanted. And he, that was whenever he was uh, leading uh, the in goals for MLS right around that time uh, last, yeah, last year. So there, there is interest from like mid to lower tier teams in England and there are a couple teams in Germany and I, th- I want to say like a couple mid-tier uh, Spain teams like Osasuna and uh, Villarreal maybe were one of them uh, but there, there is interest like you I hear it here because I'm in Dallas so I'm, I'm kind of a little bit closer to it but um, I mean if Aziel Jackson if AZ is getting looks and he just scored his first ever MLS goal he is younger than Ferrer but I only like a, I think a year but if he is getting calls from from bit from fairly big teams, you have to imagine Jesus is getting calls as well. Okay, so another question since we don't have Cam's little sound off. Um, (laughs) Thoughts on Pulisic's move to AC Milan? Love it. That's a great spot. It's a very good spot for him because there's not a lot of competition at his position. He's going to be able to get regular minutes in a top-tier league for a top-tier team. He's going to be able to play Champions League. Uh, so he's going to a great spot. Um, and it seems like they submitted multiple bids for him. So they really want him. And I think they view him as an option going forward in the future. Whereas Chelsea was viewing him as a uh, backup puzzle piece to use just in case someone else got hurt. So all in all, it's it's a good spot for him. He The Italian league is very good right now. Um, some of the lower teams are not as good as some of the teams in England or even some of the teams in the Bundesliga, but at the top, you really can't get much better than an AC Milan and Inter Milan, uh, Juventus, uh, Napoli. Like there, there's good teams in Italy right now. That, that was my question because I mean, Syria is ESPN plus question mark. Yes. Um, I think so. So I know it, it's going to be a little difficult to watch them and I just, don't know anything about the league. And I know that the there was, you know, Leon made an offer, um, mm-hmm. and it was rejected by both Pulisic, and I believe Chelsea rejected it too. Right. Um, and you're like, why, why wouldn't he just go to the French league? And then you see, I guess the uh, the rankings came out, Le- Liga 1, or however you pronounce it, is like 7th now? Like they've fallen out of the top uh, yeah, four leagues? Yeah, because... The French League, Ligue 1, has, you, they have their top teams like like PSG, Lyon, um, uh, Marseille, and then that, that's it. That's it. It's yeah. a complete fall-off from there. The Italian League, and like especially like AC Milan, they were giants back in the 90s and early 2000s. They had a massive drop-off, but they're starting to come back to where they were. But all the other teams around them are still really good. There's a ton of talent in Italy right now. So so what you're, you're okay with all of our all, all the, the men's national team guys way of going to Juventus, McKinney going back to Juventus, like you would be like, go to Syria. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm totally cool with that. But I mean, to be frank, I'm okay with any player going anywhere as long as they get playing time and they're playing consistently against decent and good opponents. If he chose Leon, I would have still been cool with that because he's still playing in a top 10 league in the world and he's still getting 90 
minutes a game or you know 80 minutes a game whatever it is i want our guys playing consistently on a consistent basis i i i can't stress enough how much they cannot sit on the bench anymore we're past that point uh if we want to have an opportunity to win a world cup in 2026 our guys have to be playing and they have to be playing every single week so anybody do that in the go ahead Anybody watching on YouTube and just saw my shit-eating grin, it's because of the <laughs> 20 text messages we received about Matt Turner needing to play at Arsenal. So. Well, speaking of Arsenal, did you guys see that AC Milan is interested, in, and I'm going to butcher his name, in Balogun or Bologna? Balogun. Balog- Nailed it. Balogun. Balogun. I like Balogun way better. Uh, <laughs> I can do hockey names all day long, but soccer names, they kill me. Uh but apparently they are close to agreeing with Arsenal to get that one done too. Which means they must have significantly overpaid because Arsenal has been saying for months that Balogun is in their plans. They ended the loan deal to have him come back. They didn't yeah. They didn't basically you know, set up a new loan for him. So the fact that they, they, they have to be paying a ton if Arsenal is going to let him go, and I'm cool the with la- it. The last number I heard was 40 mil or 40 euro, whatever. Which so, I don't I mean, remember what Chelsea paid for Pulisic, but that might be a new record for an American player. I would have to look it up. But I thought if Chelsea it's not, paid it's somewhere around close. thirty. That feels right. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was somewhere in there because what Pepe was twenty. So Pepe was eighteen plus 18. incentives, if I'm remembering right. And I think I don't think a lot of the incentives got hit because when we went first to, when he first went to Augsburg, it was just a terrible situation. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go ahead and move on. We don't have uh, Cameron's rant that he's been preparing for us, so we'll go ahead and I guess we'll save that for next week. Uh, Let's jump into Adam's random sports news. Which was a, a... personal favorite of mine from last week that was a great segment so what do you have for us uh what do you have for us this week adam we're gonna go completely random and off the grid except not we're gonna go with ufc 290 uh (laughs) ufc 290 was one hell of an event for those of you that watched um the main card you had uh bo nickel who first round tko ko uh, 38 seconds in, which was not the fastest knockout of the night. We don't. Believe. Oh, that's right. What was it, Kenny? Wasn't it like 17 seconds or something, something like that? that? The one hitter quitter for some guy in the prelim was absolutely incredible. Turn that uh, boy into a two by four. Yeah, just dropped <laughs> him. <laughs> uh, Jalen Turner beat Dan Hooker in the third round by decision, um, or in three rounds by decision which to me is incredible because Dan Hooker broke his right arm uh, just past his wrist, and he also broke his orbital bone. Uh, These guys are absolutely insane. Uh, Robert Whitaker, um, he came in – or no, I'm sorry. I had that backwards. Hooker won. I was going to say I'm like – Yep. Sorry. Got it backwards. I was reading it wrong. Uh, I think this was probably my second favorite fight of the night. Um, Robert Whitaker losing to, and I'm going to butcher this one, Dreykus Dupleases, uh, which sets up the match with Izzy. Um, this Dupleases me. <laughs> it just Dupleases me. It Dupleases me because it sets up the matchup with Izzy Adesanya. And really, we should have Charlie talking about this. This would be way better, but he doesn't like to get on here anymore. Um, but for our second round TKO, which was absolutely awesome. Brandon Moreno. 
Um, he walks away losing his belt to Kenny. Can you pronounce this one? Pagoja. Pagoja. I I said thought about this on my way home after we watched that. His name reminds me of Robert Loja. Uh, Pantoja <laughs> Robert Loja. <laughs> uh, that was by decision. I think that was the wrong call. This is my third favorite fight of the split night. Split decision. Split decision. It too, was by a the way. split decision. Uh, it should not have gone that way. Uh, Moreno should have won that fight for sure. Um, and then I think the best fight of the night was Volkanovski against Yair Rodriguez. Uh, third round TKO by Volkanovski, making him the pound for pound best fighter in the world. Um, that was a hell of a match and just a hell of a fight in general. Yeah, man, I, I think there needs to be a legitimate discussion as, uh, of Volkanovski, and, and there might be, being arguably one of, uh, like, one in two best pound-for-pound pound fighters ever. Mm-hmm. I, I have changed my tune on him. I did not like him at first. I do not, I still do not think he beat Max Holloway in their first fight, but it doesn't matter because he beat the bricks off of him the next two times. Um you know, John Jones and Mighty Mouse are the only other two that really compare to him. And and I'll also circle back. I don't like Dan Hooker. I think comments he made about Michael Chandler, um, whining about that fight, he does he did what I hate those guys that do. They they get knocked out and then they're like, I wasn't out. Whoa, 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 whoa. And then they bitch and moan about it. I, I don't like that attitude, but man beating a guy with a broken arm and a broken face. And we didn't know about the face until today or yeah. yesterday, I guess is when he sent the tweet out. Like, so he gets interviewed by Rogan and you can see him. He's got one arm up and he's got one arm down. And Joe goes, did you break your arm? And he goes, ah, yeah. What do you say? It was just a, a flesh wound or something like that. No, he, 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 he basically glossed right over. He goes, ah, yeah, didn't, we got to get it. It was nothing. Out. And it literally broke right here. It just <laughs> broke. Uh, and then, so everybody knew about that one. And then he posts today on Twitter that he broke his orbital bone right in the side. <laughs> like, I I give hockey players all the credit in the world because they can get, take a puck to the face, get 45 stitches, and they're right back in the game. Um, but my God, I, there is no way. I, I said this when we were watching the fight. Just once, I would like to know, not the feeling of getting my ass kicked, uh, but the feeling of the ad- adrenaline rush that you're in that those guys have to go through. When you're absolutely gassed, you're, as I like to say, when you're mashing buttons, because we all played UFC back in the heyday of, of EA Sports, and you're sitting there dozing, or gray screen, bouncing back and forth, and you're sitting there mashing the buttons on your PlayStation or Xbox. Um, but just knowing what that feeling would be like has to be one hell of an experience, uh, mm-hmm. which is probably why these guys do it, especially when it's just pure adrenaline. Um, but my God, just have a broken, my face hurts thinking about that. So I, I, I'll, I'll end my points on this. I don't think Pagoja won. Um, I think Moreno is probably the first champion who didn't get the champion's advantage on the scorecards. Yeah. Um, the one card, it was like three to two. I feel like there was one card that was significantly it was three, two, different. Three, two, three, or 3-2, three, except split. Okay. He didn't win three rounds. There's no, no way. Um and Dupleis is basically getting his moment stolen by Izzy. The, the two things from this. He was talking about his inner monologue while he's beating Robert Whitaker's face and yeah. like, just slow down, be patient. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you do that? Like, 
Right. I don't. <laughs> How do you think that way? <laughs> you talk about the adrenaline rush and like, what's it like to be in there and even be hurt? And I'm just like. How does he have an inner monologue where he's just like, right. be patient, be patient, be patient. Like, <laughs> just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> but the one thing I will say is this guy is now the number one contender for the middleweight belt. Middleweight? Middleweight. I think so. Yeah. Um, I always forget if Izzy fights at 170 or 185, and it's 185. He looks like he should fight at 170. Yeah. Neither here nor there. Izzy is damn near WWE superstar. Yeah. Um, like he presents that attitude. Like he, that I'm, I don't remember when it was two years ago. He walked down to the ring like the undertaker. Cool. Mm -hmm. Went into the ring and stole that guy's moment. Said a bunch yeah. of stuff that I can't repeat. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I thought it was I thought it was trash by the UFC. Did you see Dana's comments afterwards? No, I he, try to he, not pay attention to what he actually says. Yeah, it, man, I'm kind of the same way too. But he had an interesting comment. Like it wasn't it wasn't scripted, and they were 100 percent against it. But they thought that it would be they thought it would be perfect for being able to do it. Like apparently, I guess, and this was from an interview I saw that wasn't with him. Um, but somebody had said that Izzy originally was not going to go down to the ring if Duplises won, um, that he was going to stay where he was and they were just going to do it from, you know, Duplises on the top of the cage and do something like that. Um, but I guess somebody went to Dana and Dana was like, all right, as long as it stays under control, I'm okay with it. I think the problem was, is he didn't realize that where Izzy was in relation to the camera and the cameraman turned because usually when they look at it, they try to keep straight on with them and the cameraman went to the side and got joe as far off the camera as they could or on to the edge of the camera to be able to catch izzy and i think that's where dana was like i did i was not planning for that he's like i wanted the uh i wanted the an interview to be just him i was i wanted izzy back and izzy was back in his defense and they just got the wrong camera angle like it would have been cool at the end of it the very end to do something like that i think they kind of ruined it with how they were doing the production I mean, the only thing I, I will say that's questionable about that is it's one thing when a sport is moving, switching to the wrong camera angle. Yeah. But you are you, you are after the fight. Like, I, I, Izzy is going the wrong way for me. Like, Volkanovski, Volk is, like, oh, yeah. going, going this way up. And Izzy right. just continues to creep down, like, just based on his attitude. And I love watching the dude fight, but shut up. I mean. Yeah, and I, the last thing that I'll do as far as UFC is uh, we had Bones and Stipe announced for November, which that will be a massive fight. And honestly, I start to lean towards this might be Jones's last fight. Um, and then the other big one that is coming in October, and I think it's the end of October, if I'm not correct, not mistaken, uh, is Francis Ngannou and Tyson Fury, uh, which will not be a UFC fight. It will be a boxing match, uh, but that will be a pay-per-view that I watch as well. It will be up there with me with and, one of the Floyd Mayweather fights. And I'll just say this, final point. I know I already said that. If you are a UFC fan, <laughs> I mean, end of the month, you got Gaethje, Poirier, oh, yeah. too. That is going, they're going to throw hands in that one. Yeah. BMF um, titles. Yeah. I don't care about that stupid one. I know. Um, 
Sugar Shane O'Malley fights all Jermaine and uh, at 292. I mean, a lot of good cards coming up here. You potentially have Chandler versus McGregor at a catch weight. Like, if you're a fight fan, the next couple the months are going to be awesome. hot, for sure. Cool. All right. Uh, you know the you know that meme of the uh, guy kind of talking in the ear to the girl really loudly, and she just doesn't look like that's me when you guys talk about those... UFC because I don't know any of those names, but I'm, I am intrigued. <laughs> I just have no idea what's happening. Uh, let's go ahead and jump to our final segment, which uh, while you guys were talking, I went ahead and just named off the cuff. I'm going to go ahead and call it Go or No Go. Uh, we are going <laughs> to decide. Uh, I guess this is kind of like a piggyback off of what you guys talked about on Healthy Scratch because you mentioned how pretty much everybody gets no trade clauses, right, in hockey? So mm-hmm. if you had that ability, what were the, what would be the NHL teams that you would have on your no trade clause? Where would you refuse to go? Adam, you said you had a bunch of teams written down. Yeah, I, I got my five was easy. Uh, my reasonings are probably a little bit off, but I'm going with these five: uh, Phoenix, because as much fun as I would like to be able to attend Arizona State, because it's apparently a party school, I don't want to be an NHLer and play in their arena. Or I've been not to Phoenix and I've going. I've been on Arizona State's campus. It's, it's a great time, uh, but Can't I also confirm. <laughs> Yes. I'm sure also, it is. Uh, I would not go to Arizona right now no. and play for the Coyotes. Phoenix, not, not I'm not playing for the Yotes. Uh, I also have the Islanders. Let's go the other way because if I'm playing in New York, I'm playing for the Rangers. Uh, and I'm not playing for the Devils. As much I, I, the Devils were the one that I'd be like, eh, I don't, I'm okay. I'm not playing for the Devils. I, I want nothing to do with playing for in New Jersey. If I'm playing in that area, I'm playing for the Rangers. Uh, my next two or the Canada teams. I am not going to Winnipeg. That is for damn sure. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That is the correct answer. There is, there is no reason in hell that I would go to Winnipeg. And you know what? The other one, just because, you know, it's not so much the heat, it's the humidity that gets you. I'm not going to Calgary. Uh, Calgary sounds like an awful place as well. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched the documentary on Cool Runnings, the Jamaican bobsled team, uh, but John Candy was their coach. He did not. He told those guys, and it was fucking cold there. So I am never going to Calgary for that reason. <laughs> you you deserve that look for that dad joke that you attempted there. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I I one I had I had Arizona on my list. I only had one other one. I really, I would go to pretty much all those other ones though. I'm not going to Arizona, but uh, I actually by the way I would go to New Jersey. Why would you not go play for the Devils? They're they're probably going to be cup contenders in a couple of years. Like I I would go play for New Jersey in a heartbeat. I was looking at it more of a sense of like where you're playing. Like if I'm going to play yeah. in that area, I want to play for the Rangers. Yeah, I would. I'd go to New Jersey. Like I, Asbury Park nah. is fun, man. That's a good time. Uh, anyway, uh, I would not play for Buffalo. I'm. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to Buffalo. That Buffalo's is a awful. mess of an organization. It's cold as yeah. fuck. There's nothing to do there. Uh, and yes, they had a good draft, but I'm sorry, they're gonna find a way to fuck it up. We all know it. Yeah. So no, I'm I would not play for the Sabers, and I would not go to Arizona. So I I, I like the Sabers answer. I like the Jets answer. Um, Montreal, no way. It wow, is, it is the furthest north of the cities. There is no way I'm going to Montreal. When you have to have your city built basically underground and all of the- 
So, so, hold on. Let me get this straight. Our entire uh, concept or idea for this segment is just fully based on weather, right? That's pretty much <laughs> pretty what we decided. Listen, we're all almost 40-year-old men. Like, weather is <laughs> extremely important right. to us. The good news is I could probably predict their forecast based on how my knees feel, so... <laughs> Um, no, in, in all seriousness, I would uh, I would not go to Dallas either. Um, oh, okay. I, yeah, there's something about Stars fans. Um, <laughs> a certain <laughs> Stars fan. <laughs> yep. Adam knows what I'm talking about. I do. Um, I, I don't like anything about Texas. I'm sorry to our Texas listeners. I'm. You guys love your state. That's great. I don't. Uh, it contains the <laughs> it contains the butthole of America, which is El Paso. Can confirm. Um, so I'm not going to Dallas. I'm not going to Montreal, Winnipeg, and Buffalo. And I'm struggling to to pick a fifth team because obviously I could say like I don't want to go to Detroit either. Um, but you know listening to like rivers talk about it and he's like it's one of the most historic organizations right yeah. um so are the canadians though yeah i know i just don't care <laughs> you, you guys have created so, this image of me not liking canada so i might as well i want to bring this one up might as well. you're living up to it yeah since you're struggling for your last one we're all from st louis would you want to play for your hometown team yeah absolutely i'm not taking a hometown discount but I'd play for my hometown team. <laughs> I'm not taking a hometown discount. Ever. I don't know. The The interesting thought was hearing Matthew Kachuk's point about the constant pressure that you get put on for family and friends and all of that stuff. I don't think I would put them as a no trade clause, but especially now, and I guess obviously it totally depends on where your situation is and stuff like that. If I'm not the, one of the guys that brings a cup to St. Louis, I'm not necessarily requiring myself to go there. It'd be interesting as a no trade. I would debate it, but I mean, I would definitely be one of those ones. I'd be like, ah, I don't really want to go there. Yeah, see, I disagree with that completely. I don't think there's more pressure. If anything, I actually think it's more of, of a cushion gig because you could suck and you yeah. people are still going to buy you beers while you're out. People are still going to, you're still going to be beloved when you come back, whenever they see you out. Yeah. You may feel the pressure to perform because it's your hometown, but you're a professional athlete. Get over it. Sorry. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I, I know a kid who was drafted in the second round by the St. Louis mm -hmm. Blues and utterly failed. And yeah. mm -hmm. was in the draft class with Stamkos and Tavares. Well, Tavares was forced to be the next year. Um, Petrangelo, uh, uh, Drew Doughty on the level with those guys maybe didn't have the best success in the OHL. Um, but coming home, I think actually did worse for him. Mm -hmm. um, there's pressure. a lot of, there's a lot of factors that go into that though. And I, I still maintain if you're a professional athlete, if you get to a point where you get, where you have a no trade clause where you can actually decide where you want to go. So you are already somewhat successful. You're not just a drafty. I'm sorry. Suck it up. And I agree with you. Yeah. Um, but I'm also bringing up the counter to that, right? Ultimately, right. we we can say that all we want. We you know look at what David Freeze just did. You know I don't mm -hmm. 
want to talk about the Cardinals, but look at what David Freeze just did, right? He he declined the invitation to the Cardinals Hall of Fame. Um, mm-hmm. So, and Adam was so upset about it, he decided to drop off. I know. <laughs> but we're, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So so that just means that all of Adam's answers were stupid. And, that is uh, correct. Dumb. So yep, never listen to anything Adam says. Correct. <laughs> uh, I would prioritize like a, a big market though. Maybe that's just me. I'd want to go play in like a big, bigger city or a bigger market. Um, I'd go to a New York. I don't think I'd go to LA. Just playing hockey in LA feels weird. Playing hockey in anywhere where it's warm out for majority of the year, just for whatever reason, feels weird to me. You, you know some... what? I completely forgot about LA. I would probably add LA to my no trade list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it's nothing against Southern California. I love Southern California, but... Mm-hmm. It's just not a hockey town. Well, I mean, not. LA is not is not an anything town other right. than like the Lakers, right? Um, so yeah, I, I think that's actually a good point. Good, yeah. good bringing that up, Sean. Hey, thanks. It's almost like I have a podcast or something. Uh, hey, yeah, speaking of podcasts, true. since you're the only one left, you get to plug the socials today. So All where right, can follow- everybody find us on our socials? All right, follow us on the Benchwarmer Podcast Network at Benchwarmer.net. I believe that's on Twitter. The notes aren't very good, but okay. <laughs> um, this show specifically at pod ride the pine on Twitter and at pod underscore ride the pine on Instagram. We are on YouTube. You can search both those options, pod ride the pine or ride the pine podcast, and you should find us. Um, you can follow me at Ken Hutt. You can follow Sean at Sean Sprout. Right, Sean underscore Sprout S-P-R-O-A-T. underscore O-A-T. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find Adam's Grinder profile on <laughs> AMF <laughs> RH7. Um, and let's see here. Uh, listen to our sister podcast at Put Me in Coach. You can follow them on Twitter too. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, apparently Amazon. Who knew? Everything's on Amazon, and uh, yeah. also on the uh, YouTube's. The YouTube's is the big one. That's the brand new one. Uh, please like, subscribe, hit the notification on that one. Uh, come check it out. Uh, the, our, I guess, kind of a sister show, a spinoff show, whatever you want to call it, your Healthy Scratch, your, yes. your hockey-centric podcast, as you and Adam are doing, are, it's going to be on the Ride the Pine feed, so please check that out. Um, can I, don't any find... I don't think we're going to do an actual Twitter handle for it because that's a lot. Um, we lot. already we already manage the ride the pine one, and you can clearly tell when Adam and I take the take. <laughs> oh, you mean take, because you guys you guys actually use it? Is that yeah. It? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and get out of here, man. You got any final thoughts for me before we head out? A- anything? Um, John Mosellock should uh, brush up his resume. Yeah, you probably should have done that a long time ago. But all right, guys, uh, or Kenny, let's go ahead and get out of here. Uh, everybody have a great night, and uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Hold on. One final point. Oh. Ooh. City beats LAFC. Two Give to me one. a score. Ooh, two to one. On the road. Okay. I'm not going on a limb there, but good luck. Oh. <laughs>
is the biggest transfer or free agent signing in the history of the United States in any sport.